Radio Tiny House is on the air. Our shed home has been shared on the internet more than three million times. Kind of cool, but kind of weird, too. Anyway, welcome to the show. It's a little busy. It's a little busy. We've got all this stuff <laughs> no, going on. No, it's not today. bad. Is this like constantly going? You should see what we've actually done today. Oh, by the way, I'm Barry Smith. Welcome to Radio Tiny House. And I'm Beth. Uh, I turned our podcast studio into a television production studio. I, it's amazing. Um, we've got this, and we've got that, and we've got lights, and we've got all kinds of things. Multiple monitors, multiple lights, um, multiple computers. And I'm just showing up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beth just goes. Okay, I'll, I'll show let's up. Let's just go do the podcast. Right. <laughs> just tell me when to be there and I'll be there. You do all the work. You get it all ready. Yeah, that's, I mean, you know, it's, uh, the podcast is fun and I hope you guys get a lot out of it. Um, but it's um, not always easy to do. I mean, oh, it's, it's um, way more complicated than anyone will tell you. When, um, when, I, when we first started down this road, uh, our idea was just to do an audio podcast. And, easy, uh, easy, 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 easy. I mean, it's easy compared to this. But then with this, you got to have, you got to set the lights and the cameras. You got to find the right camera. And then when you buy a camera, you find out that it doesn't work well. So you have to revert to an iPhone, which is what we're shooting on now. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. It's not as easy as you think it's going to be. And we are pretty, I mean, yes, I know people are going to go, but they're boomers. They don't know what they're doing. We are pretty tech savvy. And this has been an uphill challenge. I've done audio and video work. I mean, not not uh, paid work, but you know, right. volunteer work at places. Um, for I mean, I I do video editing and I do all that stuff, but just getting the internet, solving the internet problem, solving, you know, where we're when and how we're going to do the podcast, things change and move. I mean, and getting screen sharing to happen. And I mean, it's, it's it is a little bit well, and, crazy, and, and we have so many different technologies to try out. Right, because we, I mean, you know, we have like in this room right now, we've got uh, an Android phone, two iPhones, um, a Mac Mini, uh, and a PC. I mean, it's so and and, and, uh, and some other things. Technology always talks with each other, and that's so that's been kind of that frustrates me. He likes it, and I'm like, fine, I'll just show up. You get it ready, I'll just show up. (laughs) I do like technology, so that's what we're here to do. I'm here to show up and talk about tiny houses, and you're here to support all of that with all this equipment. Yes, all this equipment. That's right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, enough of that. uh, If you're going to start a podcast, then just know. It's a it's, little more complicated than you think it's going to be. That's right. But but you don't have to spend a fortune. You can use, you know, phone or whatever you've got to get started. You I mean, you can use your Android as long as the phone's got a camera in it. Yeah. Might be a little odd to do a video podcast without a camera. Right. So then that would just be an audio podcast. But yes, yeah, so which but, is also fun. But even though people we people say that, I've been saying that, then we find that we want something different. So yes, we end up with lots more technology. Right. It is what it is. But uh so anyway, let's go on. Well, I mean, yes, but that's the nature of things. It is the you, nature of things. The more you get into something, the more you need to The more to you know, something. the less you know. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what we're what true. we're finding out. <laughs> All right. But it Tiny looks house. good. We smell good. Or at least uh, I do. I think uh, I do. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I smell bad. That's a good thing. No, that is a good thing. So on today's show, we're going to talk about some tiny house news. Yes. And we're going to talk about um, a new building 
that I guess they've been around for a little while. A little I mean, while? Not like forever. Uh, but we're going to talk about a new building that's also kind of a new way to build. Yeah, and, pretty cool. Um, and yeah, we're going to tell you a little bit about that. So start off with uh, some tiny house news. We ought to have a theme song here. Okay, I can add one. It's uh, going to sound uh, like uh, that music that I usually put in here. Yeah, but, well, <laughs> we can use the music from your, your old podcast. That's true. That's true. Um, so uh, a poll by a company I've never heard of before. It's the IPX 1030 poll. They're a financial company. Oh, okay. Uh, which is kind of a weird name for a company. It may, it may mean something in financial circles. Hey, listen, circles. that's better than the fifth, third bank. Yes, I don't. I still don't understand I don't know that. what marketing person told them that that was a good idea. But anyway, the company IPX 1031. Uh, 1031, yes. It's it. not 1030. 1030. It's not 1032. It's 1031. 1031. Uh, found that 56% of Americans would consider living in a tiny house. Yeah, because they're tired of all the stuff that they have, that they're hauling around, they're tired of their overhead, they're attracted to the lifestyle. Just the fact that our group, our Facebook group, and others like us are growing exponentially. Right. Shows you that. That's exactly right. And it's, um, you know, years ago, everybody wanted kind of the typical American house or to, to you know, aspire to something even larger than that. Um, but now people are kind of thinking about what they, what they want out of their lives. Do they want more stuff or do they want to have more experiences? And I think that's where we kind of wound up is that we didn't want our lives polluted really with a whole bunch of, I mean, let's be honest, some days on Thanksgiving or Christmas, I'd like more room. You know, I'd like to have the big house with the family and everything. Right. But And we always make other arrangements because ours was always the house that everybody came to. And we were the one who always had all that. And that is a little harder. Um, And we've, you know, made accommodations in different ways. But the daily living in a small house makes life so much easier. Yes, if there's some, it's it's easier to look more cluttered because, you know, one piece of clutter looks like a a lot. Uh, a paper so towel on the table looks like, like an what's avalanche. What's this doing here? Yeah. <laughs> so we, you know, we work through that. But um, mostly, you know, I think a lot of people are attracted to that because they understand that there, there is. So, we're only going around one time, right. right? And they realize that there's they're working for. What are they working for? A house that nobody comes to, particularly during COVID. So I think it's. I think we're changing. I think big big houses will. There will always be people who have mansions and right. big houses and right. things like that. But I think other things will change. So interesting that that I'm not the only one who thinks. That's right. And and that, that also kind though, of explains the popularity of, um, uh, you know, like the, the development that was just created in Clarkston. Right. Um, that it looks like, uh, you know, they sold out. Well, he's talking about tiny home community day, yeah. we've talked about before. Yeah. It, uh, they sold out before they... Yeah. Had their grand opening. They never got to open a house to, to sell it. Right. Uh, which is kind of cool. It's, and, a, and, it's a tiny home pocket community. Right. And everybody, people want to live. I think people want to live in tiny houses, both in cities and in rural settings. And right now it's easier to do it in rural. But but cities are getting it. Right. That that they are um, trying to make it more available. Right. And, and that's, if you want to look at that up, that's the Cottages on Vaughn mm-hmm. uh, in Clarkston, Georgia. They don't have any more units for sale. Houses. I shouldn't call them units. It sounds like an apartment. No, they're little houses. They're, they don't have any more houses for sale, but there's a, a potential uh, new development of, I think, 32 homes 
uh, in Gwinnett County, which is north of Atlanta, uh, where they're looking to put um, not really a subdivision, but just they, I think they called it an enclave of tiny homes. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Once it happens, it more will happen. That's more exactly will come. right. That's exactly yes. Right. And let's talk about uh, your next point. Oh, the next point. Yes. Um, and this is, again, I, um, I've never heard of, of Porch.com. If, oh, I have. I've I heard wish of Porch. I had thought of that because according I, to Porch.com, sit on a porch. According to Porch.com, uh, the typical uh, tiny house is 225 square feet in the U.S., and that costs about 62 percent more per square foot than the typical normal neighborhood subdivision house does. Right, and and. People are like uh, these cottages on bonds. Some of them, what was the top one? Sold, oh, it was 300 and something. 80 something dollars a square foot. Right. And the, I think that's actually the smallest one. But what happens is you still have to have land. You still have to have a septic system. You still have to have water. You still have to have bathrooms and you still have to have kitchens. Exactly. Right. So the other things that you build in a house are cheap compared to those things that I just mentioned. Right. You still have to have the electrician come. You still have to have the plumber show up. You still have to have all those things. So instead of it being um, in proportion, it's a disproportionate cost per square foot. The smaller the house, the more it costs per square foot because right. you have to have all those other things. You have to have a piece of ground to put it on. And it's probably going to be about the same size ground if it's 200 square feet than if it's 400 square feet, right? Because yep. you have to have, you know, a place to put your house. So um, that's why tiny houses come up so high on the per square foot right. basis. Now, I have seen tiny houses on wheels, right, that are like $115,000, $95,000. That's pretty high, even though if you look for an RV, you'll realize there are many RVs that are that price. Or more. Or more. So that's like a... <clears throat> You know, that's a lot of money. But, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, but when you look at the amenities and washers and dryers and all those things, then you understand that you st- even if you ha- live in a 200 square foot, your wash, you still have to have a washer and a dryer. Right. Or a washer, like we have. We have a one unit. But anyway, so you're going to have the same cost, except the bedrooms, which is the cheap part, are surgically removed. Right. The extra bathroom always costs, you know, some, but usually they're like a half bath or something. So, yeah, I think um, people are shocked when they see the per square foot. Here's the other interesting thing. People say, I don't want to have tiny houses in my neighborhood because it might... um, Lower the value of my home. Right. But in essence, because of what we just talked about, it usually raises the comps. Right, because, because it's the, comps the cost are based per square on footage, square foot, right? Exactly, right. goes up. So they're being a little Backwards silly about thinking. it. Thinking, but yeah. that's because most people don't know. They don't understand how comps are done. They they look at it and they, they go, just think oh, something well, different's well, coming. That price down that house down there was two hundred ninety nine thousand dollars, and these people want to put something in that's seventy five thousand. Exactly, and but so they, they don't, don't look get at it. it from a, a cost per square foot right deal. But, um, now that said, that said, that said, even though. Cost per square foot is typically higher than the than the American typical. What would you call yeah, it? Normal, we have a standard comparable, American diet, standard com- American house. Yeah, okay, you call it that. Um, a tiny house, according to CNBC, is still about eighty seven percent cheaper than buying the typical American house. If yeah. you look at just dollar 
per eighty-seven percent cheaper. Right. So 87. if the house is two, I don't know if I can do this math, but if the house is two hundred thousand dollars, right, ninety percent off because I can't do it eighty percent, eighty-seven in my head, but ninety percent <laughs> off means you're only paying ten percent of the same cost. So if right. it's two hundred thousand, you got a two twenty thousand dollar house. Right. Yeah. Sadly, tiny houses are not. Well, I mean, there are some that are inexpensive. Yeah, there are some. Especially shed conversions and right. things like that. But getting something to two hundred to 20000 right now is really hard. Yes, it is. You're look, really looking at something probably... Very small. Well, I don't even... Repair. Or somebody has recycling everything. Just with the, all the things that are cost that cost money. It'd be hard to do any live in anything that was $20,000. Right. And if you just saw something. I think I just kicked the uh, tripod a little bit, but... Um, I was trying to stretch out my leg because I'm having a little bit of a cramp. But uh, you want to get whacked... up and jump it around and no, I'll edit it I, out? I may have whacked the um, <laughs> the tripod a bit, so okay. I'm sorry. So what? we yeah, just we having an earthquake. We weren't having an earthquake. All right. Yeah. All right. So uh, then on the home front, we've got a little bit of home front news. On the home front, um, we could do like what Garrison Keeler used to do. It was an interesting day on Lake Smith. <laughs> so on the home front, um, I thought that our invasive bee problem was done. But I saw them, <laughs> and yes. they're they're crawling in the hole that the bumblebees are living in. Well, I'm not bumblebees, carpenter, carpenter bees. bees. So that's what these bees do. These sculptured resin bees kill carpenter Bumble. bees. I keep calling them bumblebees. They, they they're carpenter bees. Holes, they spray them with stuff. And they use they leave, they lay their eggs in there, and they leave the dead carpenter bee for their larvae to eat as they're That's eating. Disgusting. So, well, nature's cruel. It is cruel. So, um, I thought that they they used to gather on our fence in the morning, and so one of our gates, and so I would spray the snot out of them, and they die. But they're invasive. They shouldn't be here. They're Japanese. I don't speak Japanese bee, so I couldn't tell them to to please leave. So. Beth saw them the other day mm-hmm. going into the carpenter bee holes. So now we're going to have to figure out how to get rid of that. Get them in the carpenter bee holes. Right, but we still have rats. Yeah, yeah. Barry's still sniping them. I am. I'm still putting out things for them to eat. We won't say the p word. You know, pellets. Pellets. I'm still putting out things for them to eat, and so they can go away and you know. Die. I got six. I shot six the other night, and right. I thought, well, that would certainly diminish some of them. It has, but not by much. Uh oh, I think I might. Put, well, why is it no, doing that? You're on that? silent, but you're I not am on, on silent. Um, thing about Bobby. Oh well. So oh, well. the rats are still here, but we're trying to continue to diminish their population. Population to zero. To zero. Yes. Now we find something's eating the eggs in the chicken house, and we don't know what that is. It could be the rats. It could be something new. We might have to get a trail cam. I don't know. See what's happening. When I was out the other night with my nice green light that I go night sniping with, something big crawled over the back Uh fence. I think we might have a possum or something. I think it was was too big to be one of our rats, unless there's a mega rat somewhere. Right. So we are going to have to do some more investigation about the chicken things. So (laughs) chickens and grain bring rats rats and bunnies and all kinds of things but yep. mainly rats i don't think the bunnies i don't care about bunnies no but rats i think yeah. or i don't know what it is we're gonna have to do some investigation so we're still fighting the um wildlife the rodent problem the rodent problem okay <laughs> so let's talk about the real so reason we're here on. today 
Well, I thought this was all part of the real reason. Well, we yeah, here. but I mean, you know, but why are we really People here? People want to Tiny hear. Our houses. audience wants to hear about rats. Tiny houses. No, I don't think they do, really. <laughs> I think we want to talk about them because they're meaningful to us, but oh, I'm not sure anybody wants to hear about rats. Ben, about oh, that rat? I don't know. So today we're going to talk about tiny houses um, and how you can possibly use them as an ADU. Yeah, an auxiliary um, dwelling an auxiliary unit. Auxiliary dwelling unit, and we're going to look at one in particular today. Yep, uh, which is kind of a new way to build, and and I I think it's one of the coolest houses, tiny houses, I've ever seen. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So, so it is. Well, wait a minute. Let's oh, talk wait, about. Wait, suspense. wait, 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 wait. No, let's talk about what an auxiliary dwelling unit is. Right. I mean, we have talk before on our podcast, but. An auxiliary dwelling unit is a smaller unit that goes usually behind, sometimes beside, a main house. But never in. <laughs> never. Well, I don't know. I guess if you had you converted the, the garage, yeah, you could garage. do it. Um, but uh, so um, the normal way that it happens, it's in the backyard. Right. Right. And so like a carriage house or a, an apartment over a garage or uh, something like that. And many cities are realizing just as we desperately need affordable and a single uh, person or two person housing that they have started relaxing some of the laws that got closed. There was a time when, you know, a vibrant city had all kinds of sizes of houses. Right. And then we decided to start uh, the Burbs. Right. right, and then they started kind of changing up. Exactly, things became really zoned. All the th- all the duplexes are over here, and all the apartments are over here, and all the houses are over here, and none of them mix. So now cities are realizing that in order to stay a vibrant environment for all different kinds of people, that they need to make those available. All different types of housing. Right. So Atlanta has um, reinstituted accessory dwelling units, which are right. backyard units. Uh, several of the smaller cities around the Atlanta area, San Francisco, Sandy. Yeah, I know San, San, Diego San Diego has. And San Francisco. San Francisco has. There are various houses. I don't know if Los Angeles has or not. But. Yeah, there are various cities that are doing it. It's right. less popular in the burbs. Right. Right. They don't really want somebody sitting living in the backyard. Heck, they don't even want people to have a shed in their backyard. Well, right, and that again is part of the you know one of the dangers of um, of homeowners associations is that you may or may not be able to do something like that. Right. You and may not be able to put your granny in a flat. In, in the, the backyard. backyard. So you do have to be really careful about it, but, um, and make sure you do your homework. But um, we have, um, I mean, this has become very popular. There is a new um, manufacturer right. um, called Boxable right. that is making really the coolest um, transportable right. building yeah. that, that we've seen. Um, and so, They've, they've solved a lot of the problems about modular homes. Modular homes have been around for a long time. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they would bring a big trailer and have a big box and set it down. And then they go get another trailer and bring another box and set right. it down and then assemble them all together. Um, our house is sort of a modular house because it was a panelized, right. we'll call it, ours. Right. They brought it in panels and then assembled it on our property. Now, we live in a shed, but we don't live in a ready, removable shed. Right. Right? We live in a built-on-site thing. So Boxable has figured out um, how to take that whole modular, bring it on a trailer, and just 
present it to you right. on your house, it's, on your property. It's almost flat packed. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Ikea like Ikea meets a housing. Yeah, yeah. Ikea has tried to do ha- tiny houses, but even they haven't done right. this. And this is, and, and I think, I mean, there are other manufacturers out there that do this. Um, not I, this I, exactly. Not Not exactly. But there are people that do foldable and kind of semi-foldable houses in Europe where they they just kind of... They lift up the roof or yeah, something yeah. like that. So yeah. And it's just mainly a way to get it shipped appropriately. So it goes on, can go on one truck and you can get it to where you need it. Right. Um, so Boxable has come up with this new invention. Right. And they uh, Barry's going to share the screen so you can kind of see it. And you may have seen this if you're following tiny houses. Right. And and just to just to let everybody know, um, we're have entered the world of affiliate marketing, I guess we could say, and we're an affiliate of Boxable. So, you know, we're excited about that too. But this is outside of that. This is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And you're going to see it in three, two, one. There we go. That is, uh, this is the box off of the Boxable website. And um, you can see that it just, uh, these guys are, are are working faster here than they normally would at your build site. Of course, because they're in fast motion. <laughs> but this is a Boxable. It's um, about 400 square feet. About 400 square feet. It starts at um, about $250 a month if you're making monthly payments or about $49,500 um, and you could see they just, I mean, this may or may not be something you could do by yourself. I wouldn't trust myself doing this. Uh, either it would turn up wrong or I'd be hurt. Um, but you can see how they do it. They're using a crane. They're using staff. They're, they've got, they lower it down. They raise up a wall. But it comes small enough. So uh, it's in order to have a tiny house or an RV or a car that goes down the road, it has to be as narrow as eight or eight feet right. five inches or some small amount like that about eight feet and it can't be any taller than 13 feet or 13 and a half feet depending on and then there are some states that are just a little bit different but mostly they have to stay within those parameters right so the what you're seeing unfold when it comes to you is um uh eight feet wide right uh so they don't really have to do any shipping it it, it is its own trailer if you will, almost. Well, like it it's comes its own on box. A, it comes on a box, trailer, but yes. it comes on a trailer. But it doesn't. You don't have to do any um, manipulation of it. Right. Now, what's gotten really popular is that there there is the rumor, and it's a pretty solid rumor that Elon Musk has put one of these on SpaceX. Right. And the the, the little down, leak down in of that Boca Chica, Texas. Boca Chica, Texas. The little leak of that is that they have this, and they were pulling it with a Tesla. Yes, right, and yes. then Elon Musk. Not long after that, some somebody says he's living on the SpaceX. He's gotten rid of his, all of his houses, it's and he's living in something. So nobody's really said that it's a boxable, but we all suspect that it's probably a boxable. Right, right. And so here's the problem with boxable. Okay, uh, it's a fabulous thing, we and we'll, we'll show pictures. we'll show you what the interior looks like. But here's the problem. They are so popular. Oh yes, that the wait is going to be very Months. long. So, um, so you have to. Barry knows more about the details of how you have to get in and what you have to do and all that stuff. And I'll make sure you say that. Right. But well, let's see the inside. Okay. First. Let's let's scroll down and we'll take a look at because uh, those guys running around in fast motion are making me crazy. Yeah. So you can see here. I mean, they say complete right out of the box, except 
I mean, the picture, of course, shows bed and a sofa and stuff like that, but you don't get that, so you have to bring your own. But what you do get is you do get a fully equipped kitchen with a, um, a refrigerator, uh, sink, microwave, cabinets, um, and a um, washer-dryer combo. So you get all that stuff with your, your box. And did you say bathroom? I'm like, the bathroom's yeah. already... Well, you get a bathroom. It's a full bath. Um, or a shower, I think it oh, is, well, there's maybe. A, there's a... A bathtub there too. Oh, I is think, there? That shows. Okay, well, we'll see like the real thing in a minute. Um, and then, um, and it's three hundred and seventy-five square feet right? under there under the living thing. It says, um, and then, but the wonderful thing about the way they've done it is they've made it out of structural insulated panels, which are steel. Yeah, they right? they, they they take this construction and they. Um, I don't know what they've put inside. It it's looks a like foam. A, it looks like foam. Um, and then uh, they put steel on the outer edge. So it's basically fire. I won't say it's fireproof. I guess it could burn at the right temperatures. But it's fire resistant, certainly water resistant. Um, and uh, I mean, you know, I've watched them take a, a, a sledgehammer to the outside of the thing. And, and a blowtorch on the outside yeah, on the just steel. just kind of dents it. Right. So, so metal, the wonderful thing about metal right? is that it, you know, not going to... You don't have to paint it. You know, you put this thing up in your backyard, it's going to just be in your backyard. Right. Right. And so you just have the, uh, I'm sure they're ha- asking for you to have like a perfectly flat um, you gotta have concrete a foundation, foundation right. and your plumbing has to be lined up a certain right. way. Um, and there's some pre-work that has to happen. And then you just open the thing up and you have a house. Yep. Like that day. Yeah. All right. The the other thing that has it, uh, of course, I'm a big fan of of LED lights, but you have LED lights throughout the um, the house. That's very energy efficient. It is very energy efficient. So, this is the inside of the uh, model. Really cute. It's very cute. Um, It's a little IKEA dorm roomy, but you could, you know, with a few modifications, you would make it look more like your own home. Well, and I think you can probably say, look, I don't want that kind of cabinet. I want, um, you know, granite. Well, I mean, there's um, that tricky part from forty nine five. Well, right. So right. Yes, from, so from means you can upgrade. Yes, you can upgrade. That's right. And you can also, they, I mean, on their their website, um, you can also get uh, an idea of what they might be able to do one day with boxables by stacking them or putting them side by oh, side. Oh, I know. It's or, amazing. Like the way we did see one where they have the the square. Right. And then they've got another square. As if those of you that know our house, it's basically a bottom floor and a top floor, just repeating. Right. Right. So Boxable is talking about adding the different layers. This layer, first one is the casita. Right. Small accessory dwelling unit is how they're marketing them. And I think that has a lot to do with where they're putting them. They're in right. uh, Las Vegas. Um, and there's all if you're going to move it to a different state... There's going to be some things that you'll have to figure out, right? right? Is the, are they certified in your state, and can you build in this state, and can you have a, does, all does this have stuff? An engineer stamp for your state, for your all state, that kind of all that stuff. stuff. So I think they're using the ADU accessory dwelling unit delivered to your backyard because they know that that meets code in Nevada where they are. Right. But if you wanted to get it out of state, and I'm sure many people do, that there, there's some technical stuff that will have to happen. Right. Right. And so as um. We have signed up to be affiliates. We think this is a great product. So if you decide that you choose to do that, obviously we'll have a link in the description below 
um, about how to do that. It right. doesn't cost you anything. It makes us a little bit of money. But more to the point. Well, if you buy. Well, yeah, you of course. You can still go look. You can go look. But if but if you <laughs> decide you <laughs> to do that, I'm happy to, or Barry will, will help you figure out the logistics right. of getting it there. Now, um, there may your situation may be that it's impossible to do. Right. But until we all start looking into it, we won't know. So um, just know that um, just because they have it doesn't mean you can buy it. For $250 a month. I'm sure there's well, financing and all that stuff. But also you have to make sure before you buy it, please don't buy it unless you know you can put it in your, right. on you, your property. Yeah, you've, you've got to make sure that you can put this um, on your property, in your county, in your city, in your state, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, in Georgia, um, you know, in most, well, Georgia's a, a adopted a P- App Index Q, right? Right. So, so we can we have can the have... size, but whether or not they let the pre-manufactured right. casita from Boxable be approved, that's the question. So right. we got to make sure before you sign up on the dotted line that we know the answer to right. that. And that's and, what I would caution anyone to do. And it's not a typical modular building when you think about it, um, but it is... Um, but they're going to want to make a, sure that that electrical is up to code yep, and that plumbing is up, up to code, code and everything. all those things. So, so before you sign up, right. you need to make sure. But think about it. If you've ever been on a cruise, the way they build ships these days is all modular. Well, they build they do crane, they hotels. Cranes. They yep. do this for hotels. Yep. They bring boxes out and they just throw and, up a hotel in a week. Apartment buildings, they're doing yes, that way now too. Same so, thing. I mean, not now. They've been doing that for a while. But yeah, same thing. So modular... When you think of modular, it's not necessarily a bad thing. No. I mean, it's, um, in many I mean, ways. I, it makes so much sense because we have so so few people willing to do construction. So many of our kids have been pushed toward four-year college and can't get work. And we don't have enough plumbers and electricians and drywallers and people don't want to work out where it's hot. So if you're putting people in the boxable factory that just happens to be going by as I'm speaking right now, but if they're working in a factory, right, and they've figured it out and they're just replicating the same thing over and over again, maybe the color's different, maybe they're adding two pieces together, but... You know, yes, at some point, nobody, everybody doesn't want to live in the same box. Right. But it's unique enough right now that I think it would be really interesting. But you just have to make sure it meets the code of where you're going to put it. Where you're going to put it. Right. And I'm sure they'll be getting certifications and things like that. Right. Or they may already have them that I'm not aware. So this is the uh, the factory. I'm not sure. I don't know that the factory itself has opened yet. Um, but They've got um, a few done, but I don't yeah. know that they're really using the robots, which, of course, you know. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. Bots. No, but I, those I, are structural insulated panels with steel inside and right. out. And so these are these are factory robots. They're not uh, Elon Musk's new uh, human-looking robots, which is kind of cool, but also kind of scary. Kind of creepy. Okay. All right. So let us uh, change this again. We're going to go back to here. And because uh, I don't want to make you seasick with um, yeah, they're kind of moving around, aren't they? Yeah, they're moving around there, and it's um, I like to go fast. So um, I mean, it's it's really it's uh, a cool thing. You can get it wheelchair um, accessible. Uh, you can get it. Um, you know, you can put it on a, a concrete slab foundation. I'm assuming you could probably put it on a basement. If you wanted I to. mean, people ask that question all the time of tiny houses and shed homes. Um, yeah, as long as you have the right spans, you can put it on a basement. Right. 
So and I'm sure that they, well, look, they're telling us what they can do, all kinds of things. So here we go. Concrete strip footing. Yeah. CMU so wall, Oh, and there's a double wall. stacked one right there. Yeah, here's a double stacked one on the, on the right here by my mouse, because I don't know if you're looking at it from the left or from the right. Right. Uh, or from upside down. Right. If you're upside down, then uh, call for help. So, of course, the easiest thing is just to put it on a concrete foundation, but there's a lot of other things that can happen. So, yeah, they've got the little plates. You just screw it down. Yep. yep. So we think it's pretty cool. Um, we love being an affiliate for them, and um, we're excited about it. Now, if you decide that you want to be, to get your name on the list, they have how many people on the waiting list? Thousands. 50,000? Yeah, something like that. 50,000. Something like that. So your name is way at the bottom, and... Um, but you, but that's of uh, people who have said, Hey, I want one. Right. But if so, you put money down, it's a different list. Right. So you can go ahead, uh, you can f click the link that will be below. Uh, you can follow that link then, and it will take you to, uh, the information page and then you can, uh, reserve one from there. Reserving one doesn't cost you anything, but if you want to make sure you're going to get one, if you're going to get bumped to the head of the line, then you can reserve one and that moves you up. Or if you pay, go ahead and pay the forty nine five. But you for if one, we, you get bumped up even further. So I think there's three tiers. Let me make sure that I understand. There's the first tier is, hey, I want one. It's pretty cool. Right. That's where the fifty thousand people are. Right. But probably, you haven't yes. put any money down. No money down. Right. But then you go, hey, I want one. I'm going to give you a thousand dollars. Right. So I'm putting my money where my mouth is, and that takes you in a much shorter line. Right. Right. And then um, you move into, I don't know, maybe if you pay the whole thing all at once and write a check for 50000 that might put you in the front of the line. Right. Yes. Yes. I think it, that's it how would. it works. Yeah. Um, so and that's, you know, <laughs> the way Disney works. <laughs> well, that's, way, that's the way life in the is. Line or you can pay for FastPass. Exactly. So, this, you know, there is if, if you're interested, of course, look in the Boxable website. There's lots of things that you can do that. But we would love it if you choose to order. If you would go to our affiliate link, right. uh, which is in the bottom underneath in the, this video. Obviously, you can't do that when you're on your phone as easily. Right. But you have and to be on, certainly your, not or when on, you're on your TV. Certainly not when you're driving. But we would love it if you decide that you want to look into that. To use our affiliate link. That'd yes, be great. we would appreciate that greatly. Okay. So is that it? I think that's pretty. I we wanted, we we wanted to share little... the Boxable website and the opportunity for you. Now, we also talk about tiny houses and shed homes, and we try to remember to talk about accessory dwelling units right. because, you know, especially with COVID coming back. Maybe you don't want mom to be in the nursing or, home or, or dad to be living somewhere else. Maybe. Or maybe you don't want your, you know, your kids or your aunt or uncle or whatever living where they're living because things are bad wherever they are. That, so, you know, bring them closer, bringing them closer to home um, without being in the home is uh, is kind of a nice thing. Well, not only that, these are also great rental units. Oh, yeah. So if you've got a house and you're like, ah, I'm tired of paying these payments, you know, a $50,000 boxable in your backyard can go a far way because these things are going to rent. Well, it depends on your neighborhood, yep. obviously, but these things are going to rent per pretty penny and would be able to offset their, you get your return on investment pretty quickly. Pretty quickly, yeah. 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 So that's another option. Yeah, that's a good thing. So again, we, I mean, you know, we on our show, we like to talk about all kinds of tiny houses and shed homes. And um, we haven't talked about yurts yet. Barry's always wanted to live in a yurt. I'm not. 
all that about yurts. It's a big round tent. It is a big round tent with a hard wooden floor. Exactly. So well, maybe I mean, someday, here, maybe someday, Barry, I'll have a yurt discussion we, we, online. We would do, you know, highfalutin yurts here. But if you're in a yurt in Mongolia, I think you just have a dirt floor. I know you have skins on the floor. Well, that's true. That's how they do it. Or grass. Oh, that's how they. That's how it all started. That's how it all started. Okay, okay. are we done? Uh, I think so. Are you? I'm done. Anything else to say? I don't think so. All I right. think we've well, covered it. Thanks for uh, for listening today. I hope you uh, enjoyed it and got some information out of Boxable that uh, you find intriguing. Um, and again, if you want to order one, just or if you want to even find out more information about it, click the link below. It's our Boxable link. And um, you can find us at RadioTinyHouse.com. Uh, on Facebook at Tiny Houses Shed Homes. That's our Facebook group. If you've got a question or a comment, you can email us at radiotinyhouse at gmail.com. Go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit that bell so you get all the information. Um, We'd love to have you subscribe. And we do uh, download a video Monday mornings. Every Monday morning now, our podcast goes up and we're trying to add some additional things. So if you subscribe, you'll get to see all of them. That's exactly right. And you'll be updated. Exactly. And you'll you'll feel good. Bye. Hey, it's me again. Thanks for listening to Radio Tiny House. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so at radiotinyhouse at gmail.com or on our Facebook page at Tiny Houses Shed Homes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>